Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Kate Flaherty is because Kate was part of our February 29th, 2020 live show. Kate is a very funny person. Uh, I like her a lot. Uh, and she's, in theory, going to be one of the first guests back on our live show when that comes back. But that's neither here nor there. This is a another COVID chat uh, catch up with uh, how the last year has changed for her. One of the ways uh, the last year has changed for me is we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description. It's on our about page. Here's Kate. Okay, so you have moved. You moved from Virginia to D.C. I did. I did. Where in... Yeah, we talked about this last time. Last time we chatted, it was like the first month or two into the pandemic. And you and your husband decided to do that like not ride share thing but like letting other people use your car thing and it wasn't going well oh yeah his car kept getting broken into continuously <laughs> because and it was like it was a thing and i like i kept telling him i was like i'm pretty sure this is because you have this app and he's like no it's it can't be that it's just we live in a bad neighborhood i was like what we live in Arlington, Virginia. <laughs> like, what kind of bad name? Like, what ruffians do you think live over here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we found out there was actually like a Washington Post article about that app because what people would do is like sign up for it and then um, they could use like a fake license or whatever, but they would just get an account and then they could just see all the cars in the area and most of those cars have the keys in them like ready for you so people would just break into the cars get the keys and steal the cars um and the only reason his didn't get stolen is because his required like uh, it was a push start so you needed to have like the key or like Mm -hmm. it was like a a remote access thing so like um yeah like they they couldn't use the car (laughs) so that was the only reason his car didn't get stolen but got the windows were broken into at on like three separate occasions and by the third i was like what if hear me out we just fucking cancel this car thing um because like the company was like it's a weird coincidence that it keeps happening to all of our <laughs> users but it's definitely not us is the company and, like, does it, the company still exist um i honestly don't know um okay. i would hope not <laughs> But, uh, this is you know, horrible and great. So you no longer live in crime or Arlington. Where do you live now? Uh, now we live in um, Logan Circle. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. We okay. live across from the soccer field. We can see the watermelon house from our our balcony. So why? we've changed. Yeah. Why did you move to Logan? I don't know many people that willingly live in Logan Circle. It's not a bad place at all. It's just. It's interesting. Why, why? Why there? Um. Well, first of all, um, the house or the condo that we bought—it's like a nice two-story condo. Like it's just what? bougie enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We scored an amazing deal from COVID. Um, COVID.com uh, <laughs> ruined the economy, but it gave us a great deal on a condo. Um. Uh. Yeah. We uh. We were just looking at places. And the realtor was like, oh, like, let me take you to this place. It's been on the market for a year. And we were like, great. Yeah, literally, they had taken so much money off of the original cost. Like, we bought it for way less than it's worth. We even went below their asking cost, which was like them being like, please, someone buy it. And we were like, "Mm, we will, but less. They're like, fine, just 
just take it. That makes a lot um, of sense. I mean, it completely makes a lot of sense. I mean, your DC's market is incredibly tough, but also condos aren't nearly as desirable as they were a year ago. So good on mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So, uh, so we got it. I also like that, like I can walk to work now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can walk everywhere. Um, <laughs> hi. I don't know. It was like, it's a, it's like nice enough residentially that I can like walk to the fun areas of DC. Yeah. Like I can walk to a nice restaurant, but like I'm just far enough off the beaten path that drunk people aren't getting their Ubers where I live, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting time to move. When did you move there? So we moved there in February. Oh, okay. So ve- this is very recent. Yeah, this is super recent. I actually, it's one of those things where I'm just processing. I'm like, oh my God. Because I was like, yeah, we've been there for like, you know, three, four months. And I'm like, no, we have not. We have not been there that long. So you have not lived, you have not lived in DC during the Trump presidency. I did not. I, I, I dodged that bullet. I actually lived in, you know, living in Arlington. Like mm-hmm. Arlington just pretends that a lot of things that are happening aren't happening. Yeah. Like uh, you walk around Arlington and they're like masks. How cute. Um <laughs> They're like, I heard there's a little ruckus in D.C. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. So now yeah. like, you're the first person I've talked to that, by the way, we're recording this on Monday, March 22nd, and you're like the 20th or 22nd person I've talked to that was on the Marathon show. You're the first one that's doing this from an office. Oh, look at me. So you're going into work still. I am. But I'm going into work because um, the WeWork we moved into. So the I used to work in the Wonder Bread factory WeWork where mm-hmm. you used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shut down. They are gone. They're done so. Um, and so we ended up moving over to the White House WeWork, which is like four stories tall. Um, literally, like you can look into the White House from the roof. Um, it is huge. Like I've gotten lost here just trying to find a phone booth to talk in for this. Like mm-hmm. it was a, an incredible journey. Um, but there's no one here. Yeah. Like I, I haven't had anyone else in the bathroom in like a year. Um, like, I don't know what it's like to share public spaces anymore. And I haven't had to, like, I'm, I'm just like a ghost that haunts this. We work now. Um, I'm like so one of four ghosts. What floor are you on? So I'm on the seventh floor. Uh, if you guys want to find me, um, <laughs> so the, the reason I blue ask is hair. that means that you're taking the elevator. Yes. Have you shared an elevator with anyone? Nope. That's amazing. Yeah, you like. If anything, this is actually making me less prepared for when things go back to normal because I've grown accustomed to a lifestyle where I don't interact with anybody, like other than my boss, my one coworker that I hate, and my other boss. Um, does the coworker that you hate know you hate them? No. I mean, I think he has like an inkling. Um, I don't hate him cause he's a bad person. I hate him because he's just, um, he's really stupid. And he's like, he, he's like one of those types where they really, they really want you to like them, but they don't realize that if they just stop talking, you like them. Like if it was just like, if we interacted like 30% less, I think we'd be okay. But like, Instead, he like got cats and he was like, Kate, I have cats now. Now we can talk about cats. And I was like, I actually thought we were already talking about too many things. We don't need to find Kate, new before I go further, talking points. I just want to make it uh-huh. very clear. I like you a lot. And what I'm about to Thank say you. is not a read on you in a negative way. Okay. 
Okay. This does not sound that dissimilar to how you describe the formation of your friendship with Maddie. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're like, I go into most relationships like animosity first, and then we see what happens, you know, like. So is this person going to become your new best friend? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Um, he's also like a young bro child that's like, have you guys heard of going out in Clarendon? They have a thing called, like, Spider Kelly's is fun. And I'm like, get out. Kate, I would also like to bring up the fact that I know what your husband looks like. Uh-huh. And I know where you used to live. So once again, is this the pot calling the kettle black? Um, well, I just don't identify as a pot, Brandon. So I just don't think that's realistic. <laughs> um. I don't, I, I hear you, but I also have chosen to not hear you. Um, so I'm going to continue on, continue on my way. Um, how are you feeling right now? Because you seem to be the most normal in terms of day-to-day interaction of anyone I've spoken with you, by the way, the reason why I asked about the moving is because more than half of the people that run that marathon show has, have moved some across the country, some within DC, some you'd moved, like you moved a few miles, but it's it's interesting. I, I don't know why that is. Other Like, is this all because of COVID? It seems like you wouldn't have bought your place without COVID. Yeah. I mean, ours was definitely... Joe had wanted to buy a place for so long. Um, my, my husband, Joe. Um, he, he really wanted to buy a place. I was like, that's not something I financially can do. But if you can do it, then, like, I'm along for the ride. Um and so we, we, we moved and like, we bought a place because it was COVID, but honestly moving really kind of like mentally helped, I guess. Cause oh, yeah. our, our old place was a dark cave too. So mm-hmm. now I'm in a place with natural light and I was like, Oh, I'm a house plant. Like I just needed sunlight and I'd be a little less sad. You and your husband, do you want to have kids? No. Okay. Good for you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm like open, like we've talked about like, what if we like adopted or mm-hmm. like fostered or like fostered and, you know, ended up adopting the child we fostered. Like that's one thing. Um, I just, I, I don't understand the appeal of babies. And I know I'm saying that to someone that has a baby. Um, <laughs> but I, I like, I, especially as a woman, like I actually get why dudes like babies. I don't understand why women like babies. Please like I don't continue. understand how you look. I just don't understand how you look at a baby and you're like, oh man, I know how that thing fucking wrecked you. (laughs) Why are you so into it? Like, usually, like, if someone were to punch me in the face, I wouldn't be friends with them. So if someone, like, ripped my organs up and rearranged my, like, fucking body structure, I feel like I'd have some, like, residual resentment, you know? It's not like a superhero film where, like, your limbs are detached and then put back together. It's more just, like, uh, crazy and... I, by the way, I'm the straight white man talking here, so yeah, <laughs> I know that. I get why dudes like them. Um, sure. Um, I'm not trying to make. I'm trying to. In no way am I trying to encourage you to have a child. I'm just wondering because of the movement during the pandemic, and my wife and I were in a co-op, and now we're in a house, and we moved in 2019. And mm-hmm. even if we didn't have a kid, I can't imagine being in a co-op or a condo or an apartment building in the pandemic. If the rent is the same, if the mortgage is the same, not because of, yeah, just because it's it's people on top of people. That's just what it is. And mm-hmm. 
that doesn't sound fun in any way. And maybe it's because I have a kid that I'm a lot more cautious than I might be. So how old are you? Uh, 31. If you were, yeah, 31, you're like, you're responsible enough, but you're also not scared of anything. It's like the perfect age for a pandemic. Do you think, oh my God. Yeah. Do you think you would have done more risky things if you were 21 or do you think you would have been more cautious if you were 41? Um, both. If I was 41, I think I would have like really just like anxiety peaked and like drawn the shutters back. Um, and just gotten really into like whatever religion I thought was going to do me the best good. <laughs> like, you know, like whichever one I thought was really going to like do the trick. Um, yeah. And if I was, if I was 21, like I, I think on, on like, I still would have, I would like on social or like on like paper, I would have been like, yeah, like I take this seriously and like, I am an adult and mm-hmm. like, I respect and like, but like in reality, I would have been garbage. Yeah. Like I would have been such a trash person. I get it. Um, and like, I would have taken advantage of cheap flights without a second oh, yeah. thought. I just wouldn't have told anybody. Like I, at 21, I had enough like guilt built into me um, just from being Catholic that I was like, all right, like you got to play it cool. But yeah, no, I wouldn't, I would not have taken this seriously in my early twenties. <laughs> So that's why I, I let's go back to the WeWork thing. You've never felt unsafe going in. So this WeWork, I've never felt unsafe. Now, before we still worked at the Shaw one, um, the Wonder Bread factory, when the pandemic started, like okay. we, um, cause they didn't close until I think like six months into the pandemic. <laughs> and so I never went into that WeWork because that one did not feel safe. Mm. That one was not um, so for they the listener, were barely that, up to code when they were yeah. For the listener that doesn't understand what we're referring to, the Wonder Bread WeWork factory was an old Wonder Bread factory, literally, and they converted two of the four. Two is it four floors or three floors? Uh, it was two floors, potentially three, but that never took off. So there's two floors, and it's on the second and third floor, or third and fourth floor. I'm not exactly sure. And you have to take an elevator up or you have to take a very narrow stairwell. So no matter what, you you can't really escape people. The ceilings aren't incredibly high. There is outdoor space though for uh, on the, on both floors. So definitely not the worst we work to be and definitely not the worst co-working space to be in. The co-working space that we used to be in, not that far from where you are now, would have been a nightmare simply because mm-hmm. of the layout and it was industrious and just the super small ceilings and it's like a glass box. And so how is this we work? What's the address? I feel like it's okay to ask that for a work situation. Oh yeah. No, it's it's totally fine. Uh it's fourteen forty G Street. Fourteen forty. Yeah. I'm looking this up. Okay. So yeah, you're crazy close to the White House. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, which I will say there were definitely a few weeks where, um, I didn't feel safe coming in, but it wasn't because of WeWork. It was just yeah. location, location, location. Um, but no, like, well, one, I mean, I, when I tell you this, WeWork is a ghost town. So the way my office works is that they have it set up where it's one of those like, uh, corporate buildings that has fake window views Mm -hmm. so you know there's the offices that are actually facing the outside natural light in the world and then they have like a essentially like an empty pillar going through the middle of the building so then there's glass that like you can just see people working on the other side of the building or people that are you know in the lobby um 
so for my window, I can see all the floors in the building and maybe, maybe every day, like I'll see two of those floors lit up. Wow. Like maybe. And it's all motion sensor too. So after yeah. like 15 minutes of no activity, they turn off. And so, you know, even my floor is off except for the section that me and my colleagues are working at. Um, like we are the only people on our floor that are in their office. Wow. So you're, are you sharing that space all day or are you using the freestanding desk? I have my own office. Okay. So yeah. are you, and I mean, it all kind of comes together that way that I have my own office. There's like hand sanitizer everywhere. There's literally no one else working on our floor. Is your husband going in? No, he does not. That's gotta be good for the marriage. Um, yeah. So for a while I wasn't going in until we moved into this, we were, yeah. and then, uh, and then it really, really helped that I was going into work. <laughs> when did you start going um, in? When did they move? So I started coming in, I would say in November. So right when things got very in. fun in downtown DC. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it was, um, maybe it was like, it was, it might've been like late October, but essentially like I started coming in and then I was like, Oh God, we should not be coming in. Yeah. Uh, so I took some time off and then I would come back in. Um, I mean, I also, it was nice because like when I was coming in, I would drive, um, mm -hmm. I would take my husband's car and say a prayer and I would come in like once or twice a week max. But once we moved, I could walk to work. Yeah. So now it's like even easier that I'm just like walking the entire time. Also, it's like I get to take myself on walkies, which I, I still really need. Yeah, I get that. Um, it sounds like you're relatively happy. Um, relatively. Yeah, relatively. Um, I mean, like, definitely get the big sads. Um, but I think the natural sunlight really helps kind of, like, teeter it out. Like, one minute I'm like, nothing, there is no point in life. Like, we're all just here to die. And then, you know, ten minutes later I'm like, but you know what? WandaVision was really good. Mm. I really did you really enjoy that. it? I did really enjoy it. Good. Mainly because I did not expect to enjoy it. Got and it. I was just pleasantly surprised at every turn. Do you miss performing? Because you guys still sort of perform, but you, do you miss crowds is what I should ask. Um, so I actually have not really performed. Um, and I miss it so much. Mm -hmm. I miss validation from strangers <laughs> so much. I, Brandon, like the things that I have come to in order to just get praise from people who don't know me. <laughs> Like, I haven't started an OnlyFans yet, but that's because I've found other outlets. But, like, we could go down that trajectory very easily. Okay. Oh, Is your husband no, cool I, with I that? I need it. <laughs> um, he's, he's just like, yay, you're expressing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just a really, like, supportive, confident guy. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, sure. That's great. Yeah. Uh, we're in very, very I, different. I don't question it. We're in very different places, both physically and mentally and emotionally. So, um, what's your dominant emotion right now? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say the dominant emotion. 
the the emotion that tries to be dominant is realistic optimism. Okay, that's really great. So I don't, yeah. So I I try and look on the bright side, but not too bright. Like I'm like, all right, like I'm never gonna like get so optimistic that it's like it wasn't even that good before this, ma'am. Um. So that, but then I think um. I don't know. I think I get really like weird. Like I'm either super, like I wake up and I'm either super confident or I am a puddle of dirt that my, like my cat shouldn't even step in because it's the worst. <laughs> like I, I fluctuate mm-hmm. so like drastically at this point, which is weird. Like I usually was like, um, I, I did fluctuate a lot before the pandemic, but I'd say like with COVID and quarantine, like, that hill is not safe to ride like you'll like it's just such a steep drop and then mm-hmm. a steep up and you're like holy crap um yeah are you medicated right now no um and i i approached that i actually i over the course of quarantine i got a new therapist and then i fired the therapist um or not fired we like parted ways um or we spiritually, or the way he put it is that we spiritually ended um, our journey at, at the right time. Um, he was, um, based on just that lingo alone, was why it wasn't going to work. Yeah, out. I could understand um, why you'd want to end that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely taught yoga in his house. And I was like, this, uh, this so is. So are not you looking work. for someone or do you have a new person? Um, I'm looking for someone, but I'm not like super actively pursuing mm-hmm. it. I should be, but like, oh my God, I don't know, man. Trying to find a new therapist is like applying for a job. I understand. Only when, when jobs don't accept your application, you're like, well, I'm sure there's a lot of things. And when therapists don't do it, it's like, no, this is just personal. This is, <laughs> there's no other way for me to take this. Oh, I respectfully disagree. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm sure, but it's just <laughs> when they're like, ooh, like I, I'm like, am I not interesting enough? Like I promise you, I'm just sad enough to make your day interesting. Like it's it's weird. We can get into sex stuff. Like I can make this cool. I um, have a very specific type of therapist I want and require, mm-hmm. and therefore it automatically eliminates most every therapist, which is great. It makes the searching a lot easier, and then you add in the insurance requirements, and it's like it does it for you. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And then if I do a few sessions and I don't like the person, it's like, well, this is not going to work out. Great. All right, moving on. It's not hard. I mean, your spiritual journey comes to its rightful end. Well, that's the thing. It's like, do you consider this a spiritual journey or not? Because if you say it is, then we're not going to get along. So we should stop this right now. And that's okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? (laughs) No, that 100% makes sense. Um, Yeah. I, oh yeah, no, I, I had been out of my game when I, found this first therapist and I mean, he was a nice guy, but then I was like, all right, so we need to revisit what goes into this, Catherine. We need to come up with some, like some standards, some lists. Let's just get an idea going. You know? Did you, was it um, over so zoom? Was it in person? It was over zoom. Okay. My last one was perfect because it was in person for like two or three years. And then we took a bunch of years off and then once I knew I was mm-hmm. going to have a kid, I re- I picked it up. But by that point, she was just doing it over like something like Zoom, which was mm-hmm. amazing. And we actually ended the week before the pandemic began. 
because she was taking time off indefinitely. And so uh, that sucked. But in a weird way, I felt like I was prepped for the pandemic already. Yeah, you were. I mean, that's like a pretty nice like headspace. Like you almost like pre-gamed it like just the right amount. But I didn't know that. So you didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have an inside tip. Fate really played a hand. Yeah, because I went from paternity (laughs) to pandemic, like direct. So it's been so I've been out of the real world for a while. Yeah. What's it going to be like for you, like trying to reenter? It's completely different. Uh, the the yeah. circumstances have completely changed and that's what it is and that's fine. But I'm trying to just let this is the exact same stuff I've been trying to let go of since ever. So it's not necessarily yeah. pandemic based. It's just like, well, the dominant emotion should never be anger. So let's get rid of that. That's not good. And it, oh. it doesn't age well ever. So no, uh, I will say this therapist I just had, um, he within like the first two sessions, he's like, you seem to have a real addiction to internalize rage and at that point, I was like, just give me my money back. Like, that's not even like, <laughs> that's not homework. Like, I could have told you that, motherfucker. Like, come here. Like, no, that's stupid. Try harder. Do you meditate? Do you practice anything like that? Um, I actually, Joe and I got into a fight about this. And then Maddie also yelled at me about this. Um, I, I, I try to meditate. I just think it's dumb. That's fair. <laughs> just, I can't take it seriously. Um, like, they'll be like, all right, you're in a field. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why do you have to take right. something seriously to make it worthwhile? Oh, it's not that. It's just that I think their voices are so dumb, and then they describe <laughs> situations that just sound silly. No, no I get that. And I then get they're that. like, "So you're not I, a fan of guided meditation?" Uh, no, because I feel like it's just like really ba- like it's it's a lot of guided meditations seem to be made by people who couldn't cut it in creative writing. And then they found this, you know, yeah, like, you're right. they're like, well, I can't write a whole story. So I'm just going to write my really shitty description of a field. And it's always a field or a lake. And you like, know, usually, you know, where out, the plot's going to hear me out. It's not all like that. I'm, I'm sure, sure <laughs> you're being honest. And the majority of what you've heard, there is a ton like that, but you don't, yeah, it's not all like that. And I completely understand if that's what you've heard. You're like, this is stupid because that sounds not good. It's it's one of those things where I also am like, I when I develop an opinion on something, I'm like, well, I made the opinion. Never have to revisit that again because I already have an opinion on it. <laughs> that's a good way to live. It's so weird. You know, it's it's great. It helps you really experience a lot of new things. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It really helps you open your mind. It's like, good to be locked you in. You become a really, yeah. At 31, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. Never been like, wrong. I don't need to ever revisit anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, man. Like when I tell you that I had pickles again for like this, you know, second time in my life at like 29, and I was like, wait, hold on, these are actually fun. Like I enjoy these. So what else besides <laughs> pickles like, did yeah. you shut out for 29 years? Oh, what did I shut out? Um. Um. Blazers. I shut blazers out for a really long time. Are they back in rotation um, or? Oh, it's all I wear now. Um, <laughs> I just look like I'm constantly on my way to a very casual business meeting. Um, let's see. What are some other things I shut out? Um, mm, this is hard. Um, wait, maybe I'm not growing as much as I thought I was. But maybe I'm just aware that I should grow more. 
maybe I'm not opening my mind up. I can't think of examples where I've changed. So there's actually a chance that this is all hyperbole. You, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you, me, them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. At sign YMTE. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping 